welcome back to the programme. Now, uh, across the water in the UK, you might have noticed there's an election campaign underway with Boris Johnson's Conservative Party uh, currently looking pretty strong in the polls running on the promise of get Brexit done. But it wasn't that long ago that Johnson's predecessor as Prime Minister, Theresa May, called a snap election and was looking pretty strong in the polls herself in the early days. We're joining us now on the line from the University of Buckingham is the contemporary historian Sir Anthony Seldon, who has written biographies of all the UK Prime Ministers since Margaret Thatcher, uh, the latest of which covers Theresa May's tenure, and it is called May at Ten. Now, Anthony, good morning to you, or good afternoon to you, and thanks for joining uh, it's us. very nice to be on. Thank you so much. Now, the... the um, the the phrase this time around is get Brexit done. Uh, <laughs> Theresa Mays was strong and stable and she apparently didn't like that at all and blamed the folk around her. What's your overall assessment of her? Well, it was a very foolish mistake to base the whole... Uh, general election around her personality when transparently she doesn't have that uh, exuberant, um, uh, outward-going, charismatic um, persona. Uh, She doesn't raise everybody's uh, uh, blood pressure when she talks uh, and she doesn't make them uh, excited. Um, she has skills where elsewhere than in being a convincing uh, a leader who, who uh, would uh, set everybody's pulse racing. But so I understand. It was a terrible mistake. But she, the point is she let it happen. I mean, she can't blame anybody else. She was prime minister. If you're the prime minister, you are responsible for every decision. And I think, you know, the whole premiership was a a tragedy, a a Shakespearean tragedy, where she had really no idea what she was doing to begin with. And by the end, she'd learned much more, but but not enough. Um, Like in Shakespeare tragedies, there was a a, a terrible flaw. Um, And uh, she'd learned a lot, but not enough to, 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 to make a success of Brexit or indeed her premiership. Now, you you say, and it's in the uh, the introduction, Theresa May had many admirable qualities, tireless work ethic, courage, frugality, physical and mental endurance, a hawk-eye for detail, a profound sense of duty, an unself-conscious integrity. Um, I would have thought they were wonderful qualities for, for a Prime Minister. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? And indeed, they would have been for many other ages. But when she came to power after the referendum, she had one supreme task only, which was to get Brexit done. And the skills that she had were not the skills that that, that were suited for that task. And consequently... Uh, she didn't uh, reach out to people rather than making... I mean, Brexit was a very close referendum. It could have gone either way. It just went for Brexit. Yeah. Roughly half the nation wanted, who voted wanted Remain. We'd had an MP, Joe Cox, assassinated the month before. 
uh, by a fascist. There was a real sense in 2016 that uh, the Remain side, my own side, lost, but we felt let's get a sensible, uh, pragmatic Brexit that even the hard Brexiters were accepting. But rather than making it a national Brexit, she didn't reach out across uh, Parliament. She didn't uh, consult people who knew about uh, the EU, about history, how to make things done. She didn't even consult many in her own cabinet. She tried to do it as if she'd still been Home Secretary when she uh, ran the, the Home Office with a very tight group of people. And you cannot do that as Prime Minister. The, the other thing I gather you, you say, that if you take how the one small group within the Conservative Party has been giving headaches to Prime Ministers and leaders of the Conservative Party for some time now over the issue of Europe, <clears throat> they would have been quite happy with a soft Brexit. Absolutely. Uh, that's the point. You know, even Nigel Farage himself, even Boris Johnson were not talking about a strong, hard Brexit at the time of the referendum. We could have had a sensible, pragmatic Brexit that uh, all the country or the great majority of the country could have united behind. But because she did not do that, we have become more and more divided as a country. Uh, and people are no longer talking about what is fact. It's just emotion. It's become very, very tribal, very dangerous, I think, in this country. So there was the moment when she could have done it. And that's what I mean about the skills that she had. They were the skills of a, of a miniaturist, not somebody with a, a, a vision for... Britain and a sense of how to do things. Well, if but you... Only, uh, sorry, yeah. I beg your pardon? Well, I was going to say, only at the end of her premiership <laughs> did she reach out across the House of Commons to Labour, did she go and understand much more about the issues in Northern Ireland, about why this was such a divisive uh, issue, why no deal could be so, would be, uh, so damaging uh, in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland itself, of course, voted for Remain. She just didn't have that gut instinct that, that you need to have as a prime minister to be able to, to know what people are thinking and to go out and, and talk to them. She learnt that more by the end. That's why it's a tragedy. If she'd started like that, we would have been out of Europe by now we would be on to dealing with all the other things that we overlooked because of this British obsession with Brexit. Right. Um, do you think there was a point where Boris Johnson might have thought he'd lost the leadership vote? Or do you think he was very cunning and observing her difficulties? Uh, or was he just pure bad in that, you know, he would agree to a thing one day and then change his mind the next day? And he was, after all, in Cabinet. Well, uh, Boris Johnson wanted to be Prime Minister in 2016 when she uh, got it. Yeah. Um, he's a very ambitious 
uh, man. Uh, nothing wrong with that. You don't become Taoiseach. You don't become uh, prime minister Indeed. of any yeah. country or president unless you're ambitious. He was just biding his time. There's a picture at the front of the book uh, where he's watching her, and it's impossible to read uh, his face as she's talking, but you can read into that anything. I mean, he was, he was uh, the truth is, he wanted to be prime minister. He thought he would be a much better prime minister because... Do you think he will be? Definite. Do I think he will be? I think it will depend, uh, first of all, whether he wins the general election. Uh, Mrs May uh, didn't win the general election that that all the polls, as you say, suggested she could and should have won. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, will he get a Brexit through? And thirdly, will that Brexit be good for the whole uh, of Britain? What will then happen to Ireland? What will happen to Scotland? So so, so it is simply too early to tell. But he's begun... Uh, as really the, 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 the opposite, 180-degree opposite to her, where she was miniaturist, he was broad-brush, where she was introverted, he was extroverted. But she was cautious, he's been as bold as, as bold can be. She had integrity, he had none. Pardon? Where she has integrity, he has none. <clears throat> Would you accept that? Um, she certainly, when she heard... Uh, that he had won uh, the vote against Jeremy Hunt, uh, the last person in the race. Uh, she thought in her heart he does not have the moral integrity to be the Prime Minister. Well, it will be interesting to see what the plain people of the electorate uh, will think. Um, do you anticipate that he will be dependent on the DUP again? He may well be. He he will very much not want to be. And, you know, it's so interesting how how uh, Northern Ireland has been such a powerful factor in British politics again and again in so many general elections. Uh, I think at the moment uh, the polls would be most likely to suggest he will win a majority and not be dependent on the DUP. Okay. But, and but I pre- know so little. All up for grabs. All up for grabs. And Nigel Farage gave him a nice little present. Have you started on the Johnson book yet? Uh, No, because I don't know how long it will be. (laughs) A a four-month book or a... Better start writing very quickly. Johnson would say a 40-year book. Right, Okay. (laughs) Listen, very nice uh, to talk to you, Anthony Seldon. Thank you very much indeed for coming on the line.